What's up, Mets fans? A very somber Thursday, September 13th here. This uh, season two, episode 16 of Orange and Blue Thing. What's what's up, Lizzie? I can't hear. I can't. Lizzie can't hear anything. <laughs> I gotcha. We're, we're off to a great start here. Uh, oh, there we go. Uh, how about now? Yeah, it's very All right, nice. guys. All right, so uh, we are getting a little bit of a late start. If you have been following along on the internet, if you're watching this on a replay, I got bad news for you. It looks like David Wright is retiring. He will be activated by the Mets on the Tuesday, the 25th, against the Braves at City Field. Just concluded a press conference with John Rico and Jeff Wilpon out at City Field to break the bad news. David was in tears, thanking his wife, his friends, his family, his teammates, his in-laws, uh, and most importantly, talking about his career and the end of it, and unfortunately, the way that the cards have dealt, unfortunately, in his favor, this is the end of the road for David Wright. As a Mets fan, a diehard uh, David Wright fan since he came up in the mid-2000s, it's a sad day. I was hoping for good news today when I heard that there was going to be a press conference out at City Field. I, honestly, I thought he was going to be activated maybe even for this weekend up in Boston as a DH and then come back to City Field and see how much he has left in the tank to close out the season and hopefully get back on the field for next season. But it looks like this is it. And um, like I was saying in a little pre-show here, all good things must come to an end. All careers must end at some point. Unfortunately, his was taken from him a little too early and uh, it, it's just a sad scenario. Yeah, that was an unexpected setup. I mean, they kind of tease it as if they were announcing his comeback for a good good purposes there. It wasn't set up like a retirement press conference until as soon as it started, Will Punt opened up his mouth and said, you know, I didn't want to come on these circumstances. And right away, you're like, yeah. this is happening now. Yeah, we this watched it together thing. just now, like sitting on the floor, huddled yeah. around my uh, my iPhone and uh, thinking we might hear good news. And and right off the bat, you could see David had his head down. Yep. Uh, he barely showed his eyes. And you hear like the... They they got a job to do, but the second he lifted his head and wiped his eyes with the with the uh, Gatorade towel, yeah. did, 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 all the all the clicks started going, and that's that's the money shot right there for them. Yeah, that. That'll be on the cover of the paper tomorrow, yeah. and something that we watched it live, and that that image is going to be something that we'll we'll remember forever probably. Uh, yeah, you feel it. You feel it inside. As soon as you see David Wright, it's hard not to get that like feeling in like your gut, like. This is happening. This yeah. is real now. Yeah. I know you've, we've probably felt it for a couple of years now. Just do me a favor. Lift finally, the whole arm up a little bit. Yeah, perfect. Just it like finally that. like really sunk in once you saw David Wright, like what he's handed. You know, it was, it was just sad. It, it is sad. And, you know, I get a little choked up. Just I was getting a little choked up watching it. And I was even saying to you guys, I'm like, you know, rub his back or something. You know, the guy's like sitting there mourning his career and, and crying. And, uh, you know, Jeff and, and Rico are sitting there just, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if what's, I don't want to throw them under the bus here, but if I was in that situation and a guy I respect and is part of my team as, you know, as an organization, organization is sitting there crying, you rub his back, you know, something. Yeah. It's a tough spot. I don't want it to, is, yeah, but come on, tough. rub his back yeah. or something. I mean, that's a little, that's a little, uh, a little much there. Uh, I'll let big pill to swallow David Wright's press conference. I'm sure you guys saw it or haven't yet. If you haven't, I suggest you go watch it. Uh, so we activated Tuesday, activated Tuesday, Saturday. the 25th, yep. definitely playing on Saturday, the 29th, uh, for the final homestand, the final Saturday of the, of the season. Uh, yeah. They asked him if he'd play at any other time, he a lot said of people maybe were pressing on him. In, but it sounded like Saturday was the day he's going to start at third base and that's going to be the game. It sounds like. Yeah. 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 And you know, he did bring up his conversations with some of the players prior. He did talk to Jose Reyes and he said that was kind of the hardest one to, yep. to, to swallow. You know they've been teammates, well, not not so much recently, but for for their early careers, they were they were the solid left side of the infield. You know, right and Reyes. Yeah. That was that's all that people would really talk about when it was the the youth of the Mets. 
And then uh, David put the team on his back, got the C on his chest. And even when he was saying the captain of this team, you can hear him yeah. choking up. Yep. And as much as we all hate, you know, seeing Reyes play over Rosario this year, we all are going to be more than happy to see Reyes out there. He's going to start Saturday. Absolutely. Just, there's no doubt about it. Absolutely. And he deserves it. You know, if, sure. just to have those guys back out there in a season that's lost, you know, this the signs were out everywhere. Let David play. Hashtag let David play. Uh, what, what, whatever their other other ones were uh, over the past couple of weeks here, fans were going out to City Field with their signs and writing it on Twitter, and you know it kind of seemed to the point where even Wilpon opened up the conversation, saying this has nothing to do with insurance, and he earned the right to get back out there, which is what we were kind of saying too. Yeah. Uh, and they've came to the conclusion conclusion together. It seems that David has spoke to the team, he spoke to his doctors, and came to the conclusion. This is it. Yeah, I mean, I was on ownership the whole time. I think we all were convinced there was something in insurance. How could you not think that? But after seeing right today, it's like, okay, maybe they were in the same. They had Come to, to terms with it. You they know, definitely were. He's yeah. working this hard just to get back for a couple games. Right. He cannot, you know, get back out there for, for a full 162. Yeah. No, he did everything possible. We all know he put literally above and beyond what he had to put in. I think he was asked. Uh, a couple months ago, maybe even a year ago, like what's next for you after baseball? Someone talked about it just now in the press conference as well. Uh, do you want to be a player coach? Do you want to be a coach? And I think he kind of just shut that down immediately. I don't know if anyone asked him that today, but I think I've heard in the past, he yeah. doesn't want to come back as a coach. He yeah. wants to live his life, which it's, he it's deserves. It's too soon, too. I think he, either way, I think he'd have to remove himself from baseball for at least a brief period to find out whether this is he needs this in his life every day or not. It's hard. I mean, you can't answer that question today. Yeah. It's impossible. So we are still going to uh, break down a couple of topics that happened throughout the week. Uh, Jay Horowitz is moving into a new position. Last night, uh, Wheeler had another strong game, but it was after a five-hour and 35-minute rain delay. Um, a few things we are going to get to. The Tailgate Hero, we filmed it last weekend, and it came out phenomenal. We are going to show a little uh, first-look teaser on that, but we do want to talk to a lot of fans. So if you have something you want to chat about, we do have Rob Savage on the line here in a second. I just got a couple housekeeping notes to take care of before we do that. Uh, thank you to the Brooklyn Cyclones. They sent us a whole bunch of stuff to give away. We are going to be giving away two prize packages to anyone watching live right now that retweets the show on Twitter or shares the show on Facebook. And I'm sorry, it's my fault. Last week, we forgot to do it live, so we did it after the show. So the people that won last week, we hit them up privately and mailed out their packages. Um, besides that, 631-388-5195. The number is busy right now because we have a caller already. We only have one line. Once that's freed up, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. And if you're hitting Boston this weekend, uh, looking forward to cheer with you as well. So let's open the phone lines with uh, Rob Savage. What's up, Rob? Hey, what's going on, man? How are you? Yeah, we're, we're, better. we're doing. We're doing. Yeah, I hear you. When Lizzie answered, I said I felt like I got punched in the stomach, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think we all did. Uh, but, you know, <clears throat> as much as I hate to say it, it's uh, my heart was one place, my mind was someplace else. My mind was knew the truth, but it's still tough to hear. I think everybody... Uh, kind of expected it, and regardless of what we really knew what was going to happen, it was still going to come as, as a, somewhat of a shock, even though it shouldn't be. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think we all knew. Obviously, all, for every player, this day comes. For the star of your team and for a captain, the the stakes are a little higher, and the and the the press conference is very uh, viewed over like, a guy who was not a captain of the team. So. Like you said, your heart was was thinking one thing and your mom was thinking something else. I mean, when when we tuned into this press conference, we had in the back of our minds that this might be an announcement to discuss the end of his career. But we were kind of maybe we were all just lying to ourselves that that wasn't going to be the fact. You know, I mean, I jumped the gun. Right. I bought tickets for Tuesday's game thinking like, oh, I'll just, he'll be back for the whole homestand. Yeah. Right. When but, Tim got here, I mean, yeah. Mike Francesa actually broke the news 
like at 11.45, two hours before the press conference even happened. And he wrote something about, right, we'll be activated for the final homestand. So Tim walked right away, into yeah. the office right away. Like, yeah, I just bought tickets for Tuesday. And you were saying they went up from like eight bucks to what? Like, Oh, it was skyrocketing. Yeah. I went to Saturday's game. Once this started up there, I was looking at tickets for eight bucks. Was it the get-in price? Six bucks, whatever it was. And everything I clicked on was just gone, gone, gone. Whether it was people buying them or sellers taking them down, whatever it was. You had so to it went get, from like $8 to like to 80, 80 bucks, bucks. Like, like when you refreshed. Yeah. So everyone wants to be there and, yeah. and rightfully so. Um, the captain deserves a final large send off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I think at the end of the day, as much as we all knew this was happening, you're talking about a, a player that this organization is, it's the only player that has done what he's done and lasted as long as he lasted. And you know, we all know that Tom Stevens is the franchise, but the reality is that this guy's been our guy since the minors and, and his heart is here. And as much as Tom wasn't, didn't want to be traded back in midnight massacre night, uh, this is really the franchise, and, and that's why I think it means so much to him and to everyone else. It's it's, it's a different it's a different goodbye. You know, you said all players retire, but some retire more of a part of the organization than others. That's all. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is the kind of thing where he's being forced to retire. I mean, his mind is still in it. His body just isn't, you know, and it's to the, to the fact where he's not severely old. He's not 45 years old. If his body wasn't breaking down, he could still get out there. But unfortunately, the hand he was dealt with the spinal stenosis and the surgeries, and he, he just he just doesn't have it anymore. And now he's working his ass off for two years just to come back for like a game. Uh, but he deserves it. He he had a goal and and he accomplished it. Not not yet. I mean, it, unless something catastrophic happens between now and the 29th, he is going to accomplish his goal of putting on that uniform again and getting out there for his family and himself and his fans. So uh, he deserves it. Yeah, he really stressed out a lot with his daughter. That he really you could tell it meant a lot to him to play in front of his daughter. Yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that I mean that's going to be huge for him. I was able to grab a couple myself just while we were sitting there, but you're right, they were exploding. I think the guy who whoever has was holding my tickets. He's going to kill himself when he sees how much he, how much they went for compared to what they could have gone for. Yeah. But I got in before the explosion. So, all right, Rob. So uh, nice hearing from you. We'll uh, see you soon at the ballpark. Yeah, I'll be up in Boston. We'll see you there the week. Oh, cool. All right, see you tomorrow. All right. See you later. Bye bye. Well, you know what it is it's you hear about you know ticket prices skyrocketing and. Uh, not everyone's a Mets fan. Not everyone who has tickets cares. Yeah. And you know it's it's America and people want to make a quick buck. So I don't. Like it's supply and demand. Fault. It's supply and demand. Yeah, I don't and the demand fault is as high it's going to get. The scalpers you know. or whoever is uh, selling the tickets at a severely high price. But uh, we were talking about this in the pre-show when we were waiting for the press conference to end. We are going to get some tickets for that game. So Saturday the 29th, uh, I, I talked to the Mets about this over a month ago, maybe even two months ago. If David's coming back, make sure I'm the first one you call because I want to be out there. And I think that you know the fans kind of... Uh, want to be together in a time like this. Yeah, of course. Especially our crew. We sit together so often that not that going to a game by yourself is boring by any means, but or you know, a couple people, but no, when you go with a big crew and that's what you're used to, I think that that's kind of that's how they want to send David off. So Yeah, it's a family atmosphere in a sense. Yeah. So yeah, it feels important for people to sit together. So the only problem is I talked to the Mets and they gave me the number of 591 tickets. The Big Apple Reserve holds 859 tickets. So the whole section 140 is already taken. And some tickets are sprinkled out in 141 and 142. So unfortunately, we won't be able to honor the season ticket holders' seats. But since we have 550 or so season ticket members, I think I'll be able to... I don't know how we're going to do this, but we have a couple weeks to figure out. I'll buy the tickets and then do something first come, first serve for season ticket holders. 
And then anything that's left over for people who can't make it will go out to a public sale. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Yeah, I think you and Liz, you'll sit down and this figure that out. This just happened. Yeah, yeah. This don't just... rush. Don't rush to announce that. I'm sure we you'll were, get it figured out. We were throwing some ideas <laughs> back and forth before right. we went live here. But I mean, if I have to just buy them all and and sell them you know, at an undisclosed location the day of the game, that's yeah. what I'll do. This is not a moneymaker. I'm going to buy them for X dollar, sell them for X dollar. Uh, this is all about... David Wright and being out there cheering for David Wright, we're not going to have a T-shirt involved. We're not going to have anything involved. It is basically, I'm going to buy the tickets in full just so we could be together, and then you can buy them from me at face value. That's it. Uh, I don't know how we're going to do that yet. I don't know if it just... I have no idea. We have to set up a bar and open up my Venmo. I don't know. I'm going to buy them. I'll buy them today, right when we hang up the phone, you know, hang up the show here. And uh, we'll we'll figure it out. If you're a season ticket member and you didn't buy a ticket yet, rest assured, I got you. Uh, let's go back to the phones. We got the cooler. What's up, cooler? Hey, how you doing? How's everything? Hey, you know, it could be better, but hanging in. Yeah, it's uh, a sad day for us Met fans. We truly love David Wright, and um, it just hurts me uh, that he won't be able to come back, but I'll be there to support him, you know? Absolutely, and I think that's the only thing you can do now as a fan is Look back at the best times of his career, um, the highlight reel, you know, the things that every time you see a highlight of David Wright, I'm sure you have something in your head like the highlight reel of of certain moments of his career that stand out more than others, whether it's, you know, in, in D.C. in 2015, sliding across the plate and putting his arms out, uh, the barehanded catch. I mean, there's so many different moments of David Wright's career that stand out in the highlight reel. But, um, you know, now as a fan, the only thing you can do now is look back to the good times, get out there at City Field and cheer him on on the 29th and uh, wish the best for his well-being, his, his, his body, his family, and the rest of his life. Yeah. Past baseball, you know? Yeah, I'll definitely be out there in support for him. I, remember, I don't know if you remember one time when he got hit in the head with uh, the baseball. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, Matt Cain, San Francisco got him there. Yeah, and they put that big helmet on him. Well, I actually went out and bought that helmet in no support way. of him. It's called the S100 helmet. So I had the helmet on, and I was wearing it on the bridge. So one of the guys came back, one of the reporters came back and saw it, Kevin Burkhart, who saw it. And he has a videotape of me wearing the helmet on the bridge. <laughs> I had the back of the helmet, uh, David Wright. So he said, where did you get that one S100 helmet? They don't even sell that. I said, I actually went through a dealer. So I said, you know, I'm in support of him, and I wear the helmet. And they uh, put it on the uh, camera so everyone saw it. But um, he's truly a guy that, you know, it hurts me, you know, even I'm even though I'm talking to you about him, it just hurts me that, you know, he won't be able to come back. Well, you definitely got to break. You got to break that helmet out and wear it on the 29th. Oh, definitely. I will. I will. I will. All right. We'll see you out there on the bridge. All right, Cooler. Uh, You have a nice uh, day, Darren and everyone. God bless you all. And we stand up for David Wright. Let's go Mets. Absolutely. Have a good one, Vernon. Bye bye. God, that was a comical looking helmet when he put that on, though. Yeah, who oh. was the pitcher that wore the uh, the thing around his head? Remember that? It yeah. looked like a like a like a donut, like a bathroom donut. Oh, who was that? It was a we lefty, were... wasn't it? Lefty reliever. I have no we idea. Were making fun but of that him. was. Oh my god. Yeah, some people were wearing it on their heads in the stands, but it almost honestly, like, Vernon hit the nail on the head. It's it's a sad day. It almost feels like a funeral. I don't know why my computer's making a bunch of noise over here. Sorry for that little uh, chime in the background. But phones are open, 631-388-5195.
heavily on the David Wright chat, but I do want to give you a, a moment to discuss your own outing that you had last weekend at City Field. You were raising money for the foundation, yep. Crohn's Foundation, and unfortunately, the rain put a damper on DeGrom Day, but it seemed like you had a good time out there. Yeah, it was brutal, brutal weather. I mean, that was as bad as it can get there. Yeah, I didn't even realize DeGrom. We met at McFadden's early on, like 1130. We ended up getting like 100 plus people, which was great. It was the first time doing it. I didn't know what to expect, turnout wise. I didn't know what the number would be. 100 was like my goal. So I was glad I got that high. The best part was that I guess because maybe it was NFL Sunday and McFadden was empty. Like it was a ghost town. So my whole group had that to ourselves. No way. There. Private so that party. Was, that was great. I really, I didn't reserve space. It was just come and meet there. And it turned into just having no place to ourselves. You know, we went in the game for a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's from the outing there. Is that cool to show off? Oh, yeah, sure. I don't want to show off your personal Facebook no, page no, here. Yeah, no worries. It's my, uh, my sister and two of my cousins. Cool. And uh, yeah, we hung out. We had the seven-line section in center field. But it was just so nasty out. So we ended up moving down under the overhang there in right field. And then by the time the game, you know, got kind of out of hand. And people were disappointed. The ground wasn't starting to. So at that point, we went back into a McFadden's like halfway through the game just because it was so nasty. Yeah, but it was just about hanging out and for the cause, the foundation itself, the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. So it turned out awesome. Is there still a way for people to donate if they didn't go to the game? Uh, there isn't a direct link, but there is just, you know, generic little Crohn's and Colitis Foundation from the website itself. Well, I know uh, you share it. Sometimes. I think it's still pinned on your profile. It probably so still is top of my Twitter profile. You still go pinned at there. Life of O'Reilly. Life of Tim Riley. No. Isn't it? Yeah, I gave a little change. Yeah. No way, really? Yeah. You got to tell me that kind of I shit. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I just did it this week. Yeah. Really? I got the wrong title on the screen here. Because I had mismatching handles for uh, Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, you want to be streamlined. So I was like, all right, I got to streamline it's, this. That's and good branding. Tim was, Tim was there. It's good branding. Yeah. But overall, it was good. Now, first time doing it, I'll definitely do something again. So I was happy with it overall. Weather didn't work out, no DeGrom, but it was still a great day. Well, that's that's all you can ask for. I yeah. mean, especially in a season like this, when you try to look for the positives, which is, you know, you raise money for charity, but yeah. also having fun with your friends and family. No, I, I mean, the weather lot. kind of puts a damper on it. To, on Sunday, wait, that was Sunday. On Sunday. Saturday, we were out there. It right. rained the entire game. Yeah. With the Mets won, but it wasn't a comfortable game to be at. We were sitting sure. in the, my seat was soaked. Every time I'd stand up to cheer, the second I'd sit down again, it was wet again. So I had like permanent swamp ass for the night. Yeah. And I was appreciative because very few people in that crowd were Mets fans. They were probably. That's great though. They so came out to support 20, you. So I thought you know? that was very cool. That, yeah. that was the most important thing. I'm like, this is really cool. That, you could tell that really meant something there for them to come out and do that. Take yeah. Yeah. Day. Of course. Of course. Yeah. That's great. All right, man. Um, so yeah, follow. Uh, at life of a Tim Riley, he's freaking put the whole huckabuck <laughs> on me here. But we do have another call. Let's get to Danny in Brooklyn. What's up, Danny? Hey, what's up, Darren? How's it going, man? Yeah, we're just chilling. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Kind of sad to hear this news today, but my question to you guys is: What do you think that the chances are that David Wright will not play? in the final game on Sunday. That Sunday, I could just picture the crowd just chanting like, David, David, if he's not in the game. Like, they got to play him the final home game, right? It sounds like he's only going to play third base Saturday. And it's, I mean, they kept pushing Saturday, 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 so maybe a pinch hit situation. But yeah. I think it sounds like third base, the full game is going to be Saturday. I can't even picture a player like him coming out for a pinch hit situation. I yeah. think that they would rather, if he, he was going to be pulled from the game, right. it would be like the Jeter situation. Did he even get pulled from the game, Jeter? No, Jeter played the full Jeter game. Jeter played the full game. He had that, that home run or whatever it was. But he the, did a pitch hit in Boston. When they were in Boston, because Fenway, you know, they want to see him one more time. I don't so think that he's going to play on the 30th. Yeah. I mean, unless he has a... Well, I, I honestly, you know what? The way that they're probably planning it with the 29th being the last day, they're going to do something for him, absolutely. Probably a pregame ceremony or something they're like that. They're not going to come back yeah. out on the 30th and have him do it all over again. So I think that the 29th is probably it. And then that'll be a wrap on his career. I don't yeah. think he's going to come out on the 30th. That is disheartening news as I bought $3 tickets to the 30th this afternoon. 
Yeah, I mean, just think about it. Think about it from, um, you know, the team's perspective. And like Tim was just saying, the press was pushing on him pretty hard about, are you going to be playing past the 29th? And I think the way that it was worded and the way the questions were answered, it doesn't seem like he's going to be back out there. Who knows? Hopefully I'm wrong. I would love for him to to uh, take a parade lap around the, the ballpark on the 30th after they close out the season, hopefully after a Mets victory. Because uh, in the last game of the year, if the Mets win, the, the Mets usually come out and, you know, wave to the crowd, throw their gloves and bats and things like that into the, into the crowd and kind of send the, the fans on their way for the, the cold and depressing winter. But uh, I don't see them waiting for, for that to happen, for David to make his parade, you know? Especially if he has a decent night Saturday, say gets a hit or something like that, then it's and then a high note. If, yeah. he, if he goes over four, four And days, if you're a pitcher, who are they playing know. again? They're, who are they playing on the, the final game? The Braves. Braves. I think they're oh, yeah. the Braves. So if you're a Braves pitcher, you got to groove him one and, and let David take one for a ride. You have to. You yeah, yeah, so. I completely agree. You have to. All right, Danny, thanks for the call. Uh, listen, All maybe right, try to get tickets to the 29th too so you can you could see the, the farewell. Absolutely, man. I'll see you guys. All right. Later, Danny. Yeah. So like you were saying, a bunch of valid points there. I don't see them having him come back out there on the 30th. They're pushing 29th pretty hard. Yeah. The same thing with the 25th to the 29th. He's not going to pinch hit. No. You know, why risk him getting hurt before his goal of suiting up and getting out there on the 29th? I don't even know what the point of really. Do they have to activate him that when the homestand starts? Because that I don't seems know. Like, is he coming out just to like give the wave pregame? Is that what I don't know? Because that seemed that seemed weird. Even you know what we the, I totally screwed this up. I don't know if uh, if uh, Joe DeMeo still wants to chat with us. Oh, he says he's ready whenever we are. Give Joe a call. Let's get Joe on the line. Um, but let's talk about Jay Harwitz for a second because this man really needs no introduction. He's been with the team for forty years, and he is moving on to a new role. Uh, but credit to him though, because he rolled with the punches when media started changing and the internet yeah. started happening and social media, this guy made a Twitter handle. I got it on my desk here. Now they had a social media night at city field and Jay Horowitz was the centerpiece on that. He had those random tweets for a while. I was going off in butt his pocket. Tweets. The butt tweets like, it was yeah. great. It was yeah. great. It's just like your old, you know, uncle that got Twitter and he doesn't really know how to work it. But and nobody keeps the same job for 40 years anymore. But like, did you see nobody. the the star studded lineup of people that were out at yeah. the ballpark yesterday to honor Jay Horowitz? I, this is almost like being transitioned to a new like part time role just so he's not really out of the organization. Yeah. He said, yeah, I don't know if he has a family. I don't know if he has. A, no idea. I don't know if he ever got married. I don't know if he has kids. But the the uh, the team is his family. And uh, Jay deserves all the praise. I liked this one tweet. Yesterday, uh, Laura Albanese is that her name? Laura, don't know. Laura we'll Albanese. She's we'll one of the uh, beat writers. I don't know if she she's writes a for Newsday. I think so. Uh, Laura writes on Twitter. Jay is telling stories of when the guys on the team got him a stripper, and another time when they defecated in his bed. Man, he's the best. So I quote tweeted that from the Sublime account. And just wrote Jay Harwitz really needs to write a book because. Uh, you know, the things that happened back then since social media wasn't a thing and the, the sensitivity levels weren't as high as they are now, this could sure. never happen. Like yeah. shitting in someone's bed or whatever they did to his bed yep. and getting him a stripper in 2018 would not go over well. No, that, that's, uh, that'd be a must-read book. Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> Someone replied, like, this would absolutely, absolutely be uh, higher on the bestsellers list than, like, Keith Hernandez, even with, like, not much no promotion. No doubt about it. Like you want to read what really happens behind the curtain. Jay Horowitz needs to write Just a book. think about all the players that he's crossed paths with the last 40 years that would have an involvement in that book. It would be great. And Jay's the man. And you know what? Uh, when the seven line was first getting started and we were starting to get invited to more things, uh, I think the first time I ever asked for a pass, like a press pass, was uh, Banner Day in, I don't know, 
2014, 2015. I couldn't go to the game. So I didn't want to buy a ticket just to go to Banner Day. So I emailed thinking like this is going to be an absolute no. Yeah. Uh, I got Jay's email from somewhere and I'm like, hey, I'd like to cover Banner Day for the Seven Lines uh, website. This is before I think it was before the license. I don't even know what year it was. And he said, no problem. I showed up, showed my idea. I got a press pass. I was on the grass with my camera. And I just felt like it was such a really cool experience. And and I have Jay to thank for stuff like Did that. Did you meet him that first day too when you were there? I think I met him. And and uh, I don't know if he has an assistant or someone who works alongside him, a guy named Ethan or Eaton. I think it's Eaton. Um, they've been so friendly with me over the years. Jay came to bowling night at spring training. A lot of the guys that are on the beat have become friends with the seven line. And, and Jay kind of helped me get access to things that I might not have been able to get to. And people kind of often ask like, why don't I try to get a pass to every game? And it's, it's not about that. Like if, if I need one for something, then we'll ask, you know, earlier in the year, John, when I filmed something with Howie Rose and again, through Jay Horowitz and, uh, it's, I have, I have to thank Jay. Yeah, and it's not the same going there with credentialed passes. It's not the same as going and sitting in the stands at all. Yeah. No, no, no. But it, and it wasn't even like, oh, I'm just trying to like sneak in or, 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 sure. or, uh, push my weight around here, but I wasn't going to the game anyway. And right. I wanted to get some closer shots. Right. And then I ended up being on the field. It was great. And Jay's the man. So thank you, Jay. I doubt you're watching this, but thank you for everything. And, uh, you've been super cool to us and he doesn't have to be, you know, yeah, he and, deals with so many people every day. The The seven line is such small fries. But uh, thanks to Jay. Write the book. Just absolutely, write the book. Yeah. Absolutely write the book. So uh, we do have Mr. Joe DeMeo on the phone because we want to break down some more of this David Wright press conference because we were trying to get ready for the show here and we didn't really get to lock into all of it. So uh, Mr. Joe DeMeo at PSL to Flushing, unless he changed his Twitter handle like Tim Riley did. Uh, what's up, Joe? Yeah, what's up with that? Not much. What's up with that, Tim? What are you doing? It's Brandon. Brandon. I'm learning from Darren here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, so is this the, the news you expected today? Um, I honestly didn't expect to hear the final I'm done part of it. Yeah. Uh, I, I expected the homestand, and then I expected I'll reevaluate, and then I figured in the offseason you'd get some kind of press where I would say that he's not playing anymore. But uh, once I start, started seeing the tweets that players were going in there, all that stuff, I knew that it was more than just, hey, I'm coming back for the weekend and we'll see how it goes. Um, it's super, uh, it, it was tough to watch. I don't know how you guys uh, totally felt, but for me, it was really a, it was tough to watch, uh, to watch the captain go through all that and to see someone crying like that and just how much being a Met means to him. And, you know, everyone shits on the Mets all the time. And everything, but uh, it's it's something to see someone that really cared about being a Met more than anything. So uh, we've got a couple of calls here, and we weren't exactly sure how to answer it. I think both of us believe that the 29th is it. Do you think he comes back out there on the 30th for any type of either ceremony or a hat tip or anything on the final game of the year? I'd be surprised if he didn't do some kind of hat tip or something. Uh, I don't know if he'll actually get in the game and play, pinch hit or anything. It sort of feels like he shouldn't even be doing the 29th. That's basically how I took everything that was being said in the press, press conference. That they're basically doing it as a, he worked so hard to get here and he went through everything that he did and everything they gave to the organization for all this time that they owed it to him to give him essentially his final wish was to play in the game. So, he probably shouldn't even be doing it, but man, it's going to be amazing. So, do you, well, you mean he shouldn't be doing it at all as a hyped up date, or do you think it should have been on the thirtieth? 
I, I personally, the way I perceived what they were saying in the press conference was that physically he shouldn't be playing in any games at all. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, he should, he should probably be done, but he's been asking to play and they picked the 29th for whatever reason. I don't know why they didn't pick the 30th, but, um, it's, yeah, I, I wouldn't be, I'd be surprised if he just sat in the dugout and nothing on the 30th. Well, I just I don't can... know if, I just don't know if he'll get in the game. That's all. I mean, I have an idea why they'd probably do it on the 29th except the 30th, but yeah. there's probably more tickets available for the 29th. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's tough to speculate what's next for David Wright. We, right. uh, I, I hope that it's not the end of his um, career as far as a Mets relationship is concerned. A lot of the guys become a part of the Alumni Association or whatever it's called, and they, they're, yeah. they're back at City Field quite often. Uh, I don't know if it's kind of something where it'll be an open wound for him to get back to the ballpark too early. But do you think that even though David Wright will not make the Cooperstown Hall of Fame, does eventually, obviously, he's going to make the Mets Hall of Fame. It's a no brainer. Do the Mets retire number five? Or is it just one of those numbers that they they just stop issuing? They should retire it. Captain, uh, arguably the best offensive player to have to play in the franchise. Him, it's him and Piazza to me. I mean, Straw was great and all that stuff, but it's David and, and Mike, and Mike's number retired. It took a while, so it may not happen really soon, but I I, I would certainly be surprised if anyone wore five again, and I would expect at some point in time that it gets retired. And as far as his future with the organization, he more or less implied that he wants to stay involved. He's just not sure what he wants to do yet. And it, it's a lot to make that kind of decision now. Uh, I can imagine, like you said, being in the alumni thing for a bit. And a lot of people throughout his career have always speculated that if he wants to, being a coach, potential future manager, stuff like that, is something that he would be capable of doing if he so chose. So I don't know. He said his family's super important, so he's not sure if he would want to you know, do something that extensive. But I think maybe if, if he separates for a while and gets that bug, uh, I, I can envision him maybe getting into coaching, but I, I, I certainly don't think uh, after this weekend it will be the last you see David Wright's face around. Yeah, and he's got two young young children, you know, a right. wife and a family, and I'm sure he's going to want to enjoy some of that time as well because a baseball sure. player's schedule is crazy. A lot of these guys don't get much time with their families. And look at Ploiecki; he had a kid, and he was back like two days later or like the next day. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't really get time to enjoy when, it. Yeah, I think we'll yeah. see him at least next year. I don't think we'll see him as yeah. much next season. Right, he's, right, right. He deserves it. He deserves yeah, time and, away. Yeah, and remember when uh, Murphy had his kid and Mike Francesa was ripping him for taking a day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone was. Boomer Esiason, yeah. New York, you know, slammed yeah. Murphy for trying to spend some family time. It's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, it, being people relax. Yeah, it's a job. It's a job. You know, yeah. it's it's a life yeah. and it's a love, but it is also as a job. So, uh, when are you headed out to Boston tomorrow? Uh, yeah, so I'm heading up to Boston tomorrow. I'm actually going to see that Sheeran concert at the Patriots Stadium on oh, uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be really fun. And then uh, Ed Sheeran. Yeah, so I'm going to see him. I'm going to see him tomorrow, and then uh, Saturday I'll meet up with you guys, and um, we'll hit Fenway and all that, and all that stuff. It'll be super fun. Awesome. All right. So I'll see you on Saturday. And yeah, um, sure. thanks for the well, thanks, thanks for joining. And uh, I'll talk to you soon, man. All right, man. Take All care, guys. Thanks, Joe. 
Um, the number retired. That's that's a no brainer. I think what was different with Piazza is it really though? Because it's, with that's this, a no brainer. I don't know. I think the Piazza was different because they were waiting for him to get into the Hall of Fame to kind of do the celebration jointly with the Hall of Fame. We understand Wright's not going to the actual Baseball Hall of Fame, so I don't think you have the same grace. We got to wait. Joe brought up the point of being a captain, and there have been other captains of the team. Uh, granted, not putting up the career and record breaking numbers for the team like he has, but, but you, you look at it differently because of what happened because of the injury. It wasn't like he came up short by his own fault. It was taken away from him. Right, I, right, I, I right, think right, that's right, why it'll because the numbers aren't. You're right. The numbers are not astronomical yeah, by all means. His very career good. was basically stolen from him. Is what you what mean. bothers me is his batting average dropped below like it's like 297 career, and it's just because David Wright's a 300 hitter. Right, but you know right, he played right. he played a couple of years and when he's inch hurt. I, I, that bothers me that that dropped below 300 because he was a 300 hitter. He's such a good hitter. But yeah, it is what it is. So let's give a shout out to the the ones that are helping ease the pain a little bit because we forgot to do this in the jump. Our friends over at Oyster Bay Brewing Company are doing a special for the rest of the year. There's only I don't know what 20 games left, not even. Uh, $5 pints during any Mets game and $1 off anytime when you mention orange and blue thing at the Oyster Bay Brewing Company uh, tasting room, 36 Audrey Avenue, Oyster Bay, New York, 11771. I went for the high test today. I went for the Alexa, the double IPA, 8.6% alcohol by volume. Put a little extra bite. In the, uh, in the glass, or not even the glass, in, in the can right here. He's the pain today. I like the barn rocker. I'm a big fan. The, can, the, the can gets me every time. Yeah, too. Two episodes in a row, you're hitting the barn rocker. Yeah. Lizzie's on the honey ale. I love it. The honey is good. The honey it is, is very good. It is good. Yeah. We're still waiting for our batch of pumpkin. Uh, Gabe over at the brew house, brewery, whatever, says that uh, he has some cans ready for us. So we have to go pick that up, or Lizzie has to go pick that up. because I it, will be there. It is kind of on your way back to Queens from good old Hop Hog. Uh, we are going to be doing a finale, season two finale, out at the Clifton on the 27th, Thursday the 27th, Clifton in Patchog. If you're around, come on out. Oyster Bay will be there, drink specials, and we will be staying for the game. So that weekend's going to be quite something. I got the, the Clifton on the 27th, mm-hmm. nothing on the 28th, I don't think. 29th. Uh, David Wright's uh, game and then the 30th, the final game of the year and the post-game party at uh, the Pine. So it's going to be quite the weekend. October 1st, I'm definitely not coming to work and I think I'm going to need to detox for a couple of days after that. But give us a call. 631-388-5195. We also are giving away prize packages from our friends at the Cyclones. Um, Do you have like a David Wright montage by like going through your head right now? I think I, I just keep thinking about old David Wright memories at this point. No, but like yeah. I like when we were talking to uh, Vernon, I was saying you know the highlight reel and coming back his first game a couple of years ago against the Phillies, and he had that monster home run, yep. no doubter. He had that that little step, pep to his step when he came out of the box too. Was, he, yeah. The the slide across home plate, standing up and and doing the safe sign on his own, kind of convincing the umpire that he was safe, and he was. Uh. Yeah, he uh, slammed the, his fist down. It was okay. the barehanded catch, the walk off against Mariano. There, there's so many moments in this man's career that are are to be cherished. It's weird. It feels like I'm 31 now, and it feels like my childhood has officially ended. Like I played third base growing up. You know, David Rice was rookie year. I think I was a sophomore in high school. Like that meant so much to me that the face of the franchise, the big star player, put the same spot as me. So I was yeah. like, this is my guy. I played third base. Long Island, I'm in the shadow of David Wright playing at third base. That's all I thought about. My final game at Shea Stadium with my dad, we went. Uh, I was in college at the time. It was probably in August. And David Wright hit a walk-off home run against the Padres. And remember, we, t- we had plans to go to like another game before I went back to college there. And we both looked at each other and said, like, this is as good as it's going to get. Like, I want to remember Shea 
because of this David Wright's walk off home run. Like that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to remember it by. So now this is like it's just weird. It feels like this my child is officially over with it, David Wright retiring. It's just a shame he's never gonna get a ring, you know. And he was so freaking close. Yep. Fifteen, so close. And uh, I mean, I still thought 06 was the year, but 15, obviously, you know, we let in all five games. You know, David Wright's home run in game three is something I'm sure we'll all remember. That was that was awesome. The fact that he got that moment, at least got that big jump start of the offense in that game. Yeah. So he has that to you know lean back on. I'm looking for a photo of his brother, Danny. Um, in 2015 World Series, it's a funny story. David Wright's brother, Danny. And uh, I'm not sure if his brother Matt was there as well, but Danny was definitely there. They had the tickets given to him from David Wright. Like, David, players get X amount of tickets for uh, playoffs, World Series, whatever. Yeah. So he traded in his tickets to come sit with the Sevlon Army instead. And he's on my friend's shoulders. My friend has no shirt on. At the time, he just had gastric surgery. Uh, he was over 300 pounds, no shirt. Danny Wright's on his shoulders. They're cheering in the crowd. It's a great photo. It looks just like David Wright, but with like a big red beard. Um, great moment, and um, not to make this about us at all, but just uh, a moment of his of his family and his brothers yeah. are such diehards. They came to Atlanta with us our first time down there in 2015. Well, that's what I feel like everyone's doing right now. Everyone is thinking back on some kind of game or moment you were at that you relate to the most. Yeah, right. That's yeah. Just, how can you not think about that yeah. right now? And we did film our first episode of the Tailgate Hero last weekend at the at the Tailgate Party. Uh, it's something that we're trying to get off the ground here, and I think it has a lot of legs outside of even the seven line. I think that once you guys see the promo in just a little bit now, you will understand what I'm talking about. But we picked out four fans to um, compete in a series of events to find out who was the Tailgate Hero of the day. We will show off a first look trailer in just a little bit, but the rest of the show is basically about David Wright. So we do have a phone call now. Once we hang out, Hang up with Shouty. The lines will be open again. So 631-388-5195, the David Wright Show. Um, and also share the show and retweet if you're watching on Twitter if you want some free stuff from our friends at the Cyclones. So let's get to the one and only Shouty. What's up, Shouty? Hello, Darren. Hello, Tim. Hello, Lizzie. Um, yes. Yay, I'm back. So I missed you guys last week. It was really, I was depressed, and now I'm even more depressed. Of the you don't sound depressed. You, no, you, you never sound depressed. depressed. I, whatever you take every day, I want some. <laughs> you know, it's just called life. It's just, it's too short, and you just can't, you just, you got to always make the positive out of the negative. Like, this is such a negative, but look at all these years we had with Wright. I mean, isn't it fortunate that we got to see this young man, and I could say young man, uh, you know, just play in our time and, and, you know, what a role model for all the young kids and everything. Because I'm also, you know, old school Bud Harrelson in my day. That was my David Wright. And so, you know, like I could be so sad, but I kind of knew it was coming. And, I, you know, it's let's like celebrate. Instead of, you know, no, yeah, see of course. what good could come out of this. Yeah, we were talking so about it, that on, with the, one of the previous callers that it, it definitely is a sad day. We would all hope that he would be magically cured and he lives on to do another 10 seasons. But it just isn't in the cards. And, you know, to look back at the good times and, and you know, just the same as Awake. When you go to Awake and, and someone had a great life and you look back at the great – if it's not a tragedy, you look back at the great times. You look at the photo collages, sign the guest book, and, and you know, try to remember the good days rather than what's happening today, which is the end of, uh, of an era. Exactly. And wondering for the future, like, what will the new era – like, who, to me, like, Brandon Nimmo is, like, those three. It's Bud. 
Wright and Nimmo are the three, like the same sort of mold. So I'm looking to say maybe, you know, see Brendan Nimmo in the future be like that happy. Cause I really want, if you think I'm happy, I want whatever he has. <laughs> like, cause he's like, Woo, Mr. Happy. Um, I guess I'm Mrs. Happy, but no, it's, uh, it's, it was very interesting, but well done, you know, like how they sort of did it. Although I felt like it was a little vague at times. Like I just wanted them to say this is exactly what's happening, but still, you know, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's his time and stuff, but it'd be cool if, um, even if he doesn't play like on, cause I'm going the 30th, definitely have my tickets. Um, like if we do like a poster or something, like we could do shouty out to him or something. Cause I feel like we're all gonna, the seven lines going to be big that day. It's going to be like a big contingency. I'm oh, hoping to like get tickets a, for the 29th. Make a card or something you mean? Like a big, no, like a banner. Like, oh, of course. Like I'm sure Dave Maggio's got something in the works already down in Thomas River. But, um, you know, you were bringing up who's next. And I think it's a little bit too much, too premature to put the crown on Nimmo's head. I mean, he had a great year yep. and definitely compared to last year to this year, a big gigantic 180. And uh, we'll see. I mean, I don't know who the next captain of this team is. But There's no rush. They're not naming a captain. Nimmo's got the qualities. I mean, yeah. he's got the qualities so far. Conforto has the talent that I'd love to see come through all the way. He's hot right now. He's the guy who has probably the all-around talent would be him. Yeah. He's it, shown that. Way too yet. early. Way, way too, too early. early. Yeah. But, uh, you know, whoever stands up and is the, the new guy once David's out the door and guys, the older crew like a Frazier and Bruce and all these guys move on. We'll see who's the next up to be the the C if they even pick one. I mean, it's it's it was no. a while before they even named David as the captain. I mean, look, it'd be maybe someone like Degrom if you ever got the extension, but who knows if that's even guaranteed? If it, there's no rush, there's no a captain in baseball is a very overrated term. It's just an aesthetic thing that you know for the reason of saying it. Right, right. You don't right. need a captain of a baseball. No, game. no, you're right. All right, Shouty. So uh, enjoy your weekend. We'll see you out there at City Field on the thirtieth. I'll actually see you on the twenty seventh because I'm I've already took off for work on the twenty seventh because I'm feeling like an illness may come on me. <laughs> it's called I need a break. <laughs> so definitely we'll see you then for sure. All right, Shouty, have a good one. Thanks. Nancy. All right, Shouty out. Bye. Oh my god. <laughs> You think she does that in everyday life? Like everyone just talks to her? It's him? great. It's it's freaking great. Uh, shouty out. All right. 631-388-5195. David Wright or whatever you want to talk about. Shouty. At least she put some smiles on her faces. And you know she what? Does. You know that she got like, when she was like acting out that she was excited, she definitely was because she hit the buttons on her phone. Like beep. Like, so she definitely like did something like in her house or wherever she is on the phone right now. To make the phone, uh, the numbers uh, actually ring on the phone while That's she was funny. getting all charged up. So share the show. Give us a call if you want to um, talk about whatever. We do have a outing this weekend. I'm heading out to Boston or shipping up to Boston if you want to get cliche with the old song there. Um, I was very close. I almost thought I had a, my way in because I'm going to a wedding no in way. Maryland. And oh, with the I'm, storm I'm, coming. The storm coming. My Amtrak got canceled. No way. I'm like, oh, if I can't go down there, like... I can't go down there. You're not I'll, in I'll the wedding, the right? No, no, I'm not in the wedding. All just right, a good so friend. If you're not in it, then. But then I looked at it. They just they rerouted it and gave me. They called me up and gave me like a different turn option. So when are like, you leaving like, tomorrow? Right, I leave tomorrow morning. Yeah. All right. So I, you're... At first, it, like I was getting closer. I'm like, if this train, if this next train gets canceled, like I'm just going to Boston. So, yeah. <laughs> so either way, it'll be a good weekend. But yeah, I, I almost had it. I almost had a train going the other way. Well, congrats to the newlyweds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our soon-to-be newlyweds. Uh, we are going to head up tomorrow. Um, 
I don't know when Lizzie's going, but Kelly and I are driving up tomorrow morning. We're going to be sitting on top of the Green Monster tomorrow night. I'm going tomorrow morning, too. Syndergaard's pitching. It's still T, uh, TBD for Saturday. I'm sure it'll be like Oswald because there's nothing really else left. I don't know why they don't, don't just name him. I know. And Sunday will be DeGrom versus Sale, which is going to be great. I can't go to that game. But Saturday, we, we will be pre-gaming. That's a great matchup. Oh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't realize it was Sale. Yeah, it's yeah. Sale DeGrom on, on Sunday. Um, pre-game with the Sale Army in Boston. Wicked Loyal. Uh, again, we talked about the shirt. If you're not into the shirt, you don't have to wear it. Just rock blue. I know it's uh, skulls and beer drinking isn't everyone's thing. Uh, when we came up with the idea for this, it had like three meanings. Wicked loyal. Wicked is the thing or a term they say up in the, uh, in the Northeast, um, up in uh, like Boston area, you know, if something's wicked, cool, wicked, good. We're wicked loyal. The skull because we're basically dead after this season and the beer drinking helmet because a lot of us drink beer. So 1,629 strong. We're going to be at Kings on Dalton Street. They don't fit 1,600 people in the bar, but the capacity is about 600 or so. And whoever gets there first gets in type of thing because no place close to the ballpark was able to house us either. So this was the closest place within walking distance that could house us. Uh, at least the, ma- the majority of us. So if you are going to go, it is Kings on Dalton Street, 50 Dalton Street, Boston, Mass. They have bowling alleys, pool tables, shuffle ball, skeet ball, multiple bars, tasty food. Happy hour is banned in Boston for whatever reason, so there isn't any special drink specials, but we will be out there probably around 11 o'clock noon and then walk over to the g- game starts at 4, so the parade will start around 3-ish. You say happy hour is Banned in Boston. Happy hours That's a fact. banned. That's yeah, a real yeah. Thing. yeah Google real. it. That's I, a real I've thing. never heard. I that. thought that the yep. pl- the people at Kings were just like being cheap and yeah. like, no, nah, we can't do drink specials. I'm like, we're bringing sixteen hundred people to your bar. You can't give us like a right. dollar off yeah. a beer. They're like, well, we can. It's it's. I think that you have to submit your specials like a month in advance. Wow. To like the food and liquor board of okay. Boston, okay. and then you have to keep the special going for like a month. You can't be like a day. That's a new one. So okay. They, so what they do that up there... That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Drinks are, I guess, what my dad was telling me, he's from the area. I think it's drinks are full price, but there's always like really deep food discounts during happy hour. So it's like full full price beers, but like so free wings you, or something. Why can you discount food and not So they're trying booze. to sober you up? By making you so they don't want to get people yeah. whacked, I guess. It's yeah. kind of smart because like people don't really... Uh, I mean, it's not smart if you own a business, Yeah. but I mean, I don't think anyone's not going to bars in Boston because of it. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty true. big city, you know, um, we are going to get to the phone lines in a second, but yeah. So Boston Saturday morning, four o'clock game, try to be early to the pregame party. A lot of us are staying at the Marriott Copley or Copley. I don't know how to pronounce it. C-O-P-L-E-Y. I'm I don't know if they're sold out or not, but our special hotel rate is now uh, it, it's gone. It's been it's been. All taken care of. The discount was extended to at least 200 hotel rooms. So if you're staying at the Marriott, it's going to be a fun time. If you're a bartender from the Marriott and you're watching this, definitely be prepared for Friday and Saturday nights because we don't go too easy on the uh, on the drinks when we're on the road. And none of us are driving. You know that yes. this is the <laughs> only this, this is going to be our 95th outing. It's only the second time I'm driving to an outing that I'm actually staying at because we always fly places. Yeah. Pittsburgh was Pittsburgh. the only other one. Just... Pittsburgh and now Boston. Because when we went to Philly, it was a bus trip. We DC's went to D.C., a... a bus trip. Yeah. I'm Baltimore... driving to, Bo- to D.C. next weekend. Oh, really? Though. Baltimore yeah. was a bus trip. A lot of the close ones are bus yeah, trips. Yeah, true. Um, but now we get to stay and, and yeah. rage and experience the bars of Fenway, which is always a good time. So 
Let's get back to the phones. We got Chris in Arizona. What's up, Chris? Hey, guys. How's it going? We're doing all right. Good, good. Um, really sad day for for uh, Mets Nation. And uh, um, I was watching the David Wright press conference and just almost uh, – I just felt really, really sad listening to it. And I wanted to share just a really quick, cool David Wright story I had um, I had experienced throughout the past uh, 10 years, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Go for it. So, like, I live in Arizona. In fact, Darren, I met you when you guys were here, and then I came out to New York and uh, hung out in your tailgate lot for a little bit. So I don't know if you remember, but, yeah, I was the guy that bothered you guys when you were in the pool and said, hey, I just wanted to introduce myself. Oh, absolutely. I remember. Yeah, so anyway, um, so 2006, um, my son, he had muscular dystrophy. He was in a wheelchair, and we had just seats for all the Mets games. And my ticket agent at the D-backs place said, you know, we have some really cool seats in the front row next to the visitors on deck circle if you want to sit up there. And and so we sat up there for one game in 2006. And uh, David Wright went up to bat. He cr- and uh, while he was at the plate, he cracked his bat, uh, got a new one. The next time he came up to bat, um, uh, he had two bats with him and he had signed the bat. Um, and handed it over the railing to my son. This is before they had the nets up and everything. And and my son was in a wheelchair. We were wearing our Mets gear, and he was just so happy that that David Wright paid attention to him. And then after the game, he came over and you know signed uh, signed my glove, signed a ball for him. This is back in 2006, so he was really you know he was kind of young then. Um, but what was really cool about that? is the following year, like we were hooked. After we had those seats in the front row next to the visitors on deck circle, we were hooked. We we went every single year, every single game that the Mets were here since that day. And uh, the next year in 2007, when the Mets came out, David walks right over to my son when they're warming up, playing catch on the field and says, hey man, you got my bat still? <laughs> and uh, he looked over at me and he goes, you didn't sell it, did you? And I was <laughs> like, no, we still have it. Um, and every year he would come over and like pay attention to, to to my kid. You know, he was in a wheelchair. He had muscular dystrophy. And the, the year my son passed away, which was probably seven years ago, he came over and he's like, where's your kid? And and, and I kind of made the emotion of, you know, like he's, he's gone. And he came over. He jumped over the railing. He talked to me for a while. He said it was such a pleasure to see your son and you here every time we're in the Mets gear in the front row. And it just he solidified the the class that a that a baseball player has and and the impact for me like what he can do to to make a fan become a true fan. He's just been a, a, he's the only reason I bought front row seats for the D backs Mets games every single year was was in the hopes that he would play. And I unfortunately it seems like ever since then every single year he's been on the DL when they come to Arizona. Good you know that's Mets luck for me. But I just wanted to share that story because he's such a class act and. I'm really going to miss miss seeing him play. I'm considering setting up a GoFundMe account so I can get my butt to New York to watch the game on the 29th if I can. But, uh, um, yeah, that's all I really wanted to say. I I, I appreciate uh, all you guys do. And, um, yeah, that was pretty much it. Well, it's, I, I honestly don't even know what to say after that story. You got waterworks going on in the, in, in the studio right now. But if you do get to tw- get to the city field on the 29th, your ticket's going to be on me, Chris. And, um, thank you for sharing that. Though. That uh, was um, unbelievable yeah. story. And, and I'm so sorry to hear about your loss. And I'm hoping that a day like today, um, doesn't only bring up 
your bad memories, but it also brings up good memories because you just shared a phenomenal story about your time spent with your son and David Wright brought so much joy to you guys when your son was, was still here. Um, you never forget that. You cherish that forever. Oh, there's no bad memories. Don't, don't yeah. get me wrong. There's no bad rent. But I mean, bringing, all, bringing you know, up, he, you know. Yeah, he passed away when his time was right. So I'm good with that. And in fact, I have a picture of the, the day at the game when he gave us the bat, me and him were, t- I was kneeling down next to him in his chair and we have a picture of me and him holding the bat. The bat is actually in a case with the picture and the ball he gave us. So, uh, you know, I have a great memory of that day and uh, just a great memory of my son all around. So uh, I'm good with that. I've come to closure with that. All right. So but before you hang up, I'm going to have um, Lizzie jump on the phone with you and take down your, your phone number. And uh, once I secure these tickets, if you can get up to New York on the 29th, then uh, your ticket's on me. Oh, cool, Darren. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. No problem. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Thanks Chris. I'm not crying. You're crying. That's he- some heavy stuff. I mean, that was almost like David Wright and like a nutshell, that story there. Yeah, I mean, that was... You've seen many instances of David going the extra mile with the fans. There, yeah. was, a, there was a moment at City Field. There was a, a boy sitting down behind the on-deck circle. And I don't know if it was something that was spoken about before the at-bat or after the at-bat, but he definitely went over and embraced the fan. Uh, if you, I don't know if you remember that, but they, they, they were hugging after the game or after the at-bat or something. And it basically along the same lines that Chris was just talking about, you know, David Wright's got the heart of a lion and, you know, also has a very sensitive side and great memory for him yeah. to come back and ask Chris, like, hey, you know, where's your son? And unfortunately, yeah, no, Chris Wright, had to break the bad news. Yeah, Wright's always been more than a player. He's always been like the team ambassador pretty much just on his own account. Just why he's the, the captain. On his court doing it there. Yeah, it's fantastic what he's done for the organization since day one, really. Unbelievable. It's It's tough to even compose myself to move on from from that right now so yeah. um david wright look if there's one silver lining takeaway nobody wanted to see david wright's career end on the dl you always wanted to see him get that one last day in the sun so the, the one big takeaway the you know the bright side takeaway to take is that david wright will get to play in city field one more time and ending on after his own terms yes, of, his own of, terms of a goal well, that he wanted he's worked his ass for it you know he's, he's finally he's gonna get it and the fans are gonna get it we've wanted it he's wanted it. everyone wanted it so the fact that it's gonna happen is a bright, you know, it's, it's a bright side of things what's going on right now with today's news. Yeah, yeah. I, no one wanted to see him, you know, retire on the DL. You didn't want to see that. No. I, I'm, I'm still at a loss for this this whole phone call and the yeah. whole scenario. Um, give us a call if you want to chat. 631-388-5195. Do you want to get to Tailgate Hero? I know you talked about it. I don't it. know. Lizzie's pointing at me through the door. Oh, the mailman's here. Tell him don't worry about it. We'll drop it off ourselves around the block. Uh, yeah, my bad, mailman. Uh, we do have a daily pickup at at three uh, thirty every day, and and yesterday's or last night's orders did not get packed this morning because I was working on the show. We were watching the uh, pregame, not the pregame, the uh, press conference. So we'll have to drop them off ourselves. I'm sorry. What were you just saying? I'm trying to process no, like three things. I know you wanted to watch uh, Tailgate Hero. We talked. About we do want to watch Tailgate Hero. I don't know if you want to put that off, or you want to run that? I don't know. If anyone wants to chat, I kind of I've been liking the phone calls. It's almost like a therapy session here. Uh, once Lizzie gets back into the room, we can open up the phone lines again. I'm not sure if anyone's trying to call, but in the meantime, what did you? So you said you watched most of last night's game. Right? I made it to like the sixth inning or so, five hour and thirty five minute rain delay. Uh, Wheeler went out there and he kind of just ran out of gas. It, initially, a he lot of people threw 89 pitches. Yeah. yeah, but I but he was talking to Tacomo yeah. afterwards and he said something like he just kind of he knew. Let's play it here. 
was last year after it was just Marcus and Devin. And then nothing else. Um, like I said, I really want to help them, but I know. All that being said, I'm going to say you're tired. It took a toll on you, but 89 pitches ain't shut out anything. Why were you able, you think, to dominate the way you did? So it kind of seemed like it was almost no, his totally. decision. I didn't understand why people were mad about it. It's like it was a blowout game. Like I said, he's been in the ballpark all freaking day. It's like, of course he's got to like, he's well, exhausted. You know, when you go to Twitter for the rapid reaction and yeah. you hear that Wheeler was pulled after eight solid innings and right. only threw 89 pitches, uh, everyone's kind of head was turning. But that was a game ended at midnight. Right. They've been there all day. Uh, yesterday was supposed to be a double doubleheader starting at three o'clock, and yesterday was the Jay Harwitz press conference. So there's a lot going on at the ballpark yesterday. I wrote a tweet something about if they actually do play two games tonight. Keith Hernandez has been here since the press conference. He's going to be yeah. quite the the riot tonight because they uh, didn't announce that game two was canceled until like first pitch. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. was like you Gary really- and Keith didn't even know, and I guess right. Ron was supposed to work game two. So Ron yeah. was probably the most pissed off guy in the oh. stadium. Because he had to sit around all day to find out that he wasn't even calling game two. He left. Uh, anyway, it is what it is. They didn't get the two games in. They're playing today. I was kind of hoping that they were only going to play one today and then make up the other game and a doubleheader when they come back at the end of the season. Right. Because then everyone would get pushed and we get Syndergaard on Saturday. Hmm. That would have been good. And now we don't. It's going to be Oswald probably. That's what I would assume. Yeah, that's a safe bet, I guess, right now. So let's talk about the tailgate hero. Um, when we started the blog, you know, we've had the blog forever, but when we actually started having bloggers such as yourself, we wanted to ramp up the video content. We brought on Jono this year as like our full-time, part-time film guy. Whenever we were filming something, Jono's on hand. And uh, Nikki G Money had some ideas and... Everyone's kind of been trying to figure out ways to bring more content to the to the site. It's been a few months you've been flirting this one around. I've been talking about it right away, like yeah. content, video, because video is the way to go. You know, it's I'm I'm not a big reader. I don't go to many websites. You know, I used to read Mets blog every once in a while. I don't really go anywhere. I don't read anything. Uh, I read Twitter. You know, I'm not joining the Athletic. I'm I'm reading Twitter. If you can't tell me in now 280 characters, it's probably not that important. <laughs> Uh, I don't need to read a ten paragraph blog post. So when we when we not not discrediting what you guys write for the site, but a lot of the things that you want to find out about the Mets can be written in a tweet. Yeah. So video wise was I think the way to go. Um, we tailgate. We like to tailgate. The Sunline Army. We're undefeated at tailgating. We are fifty one and forty three now as far as the games are concerned, but we are ninety five and zero in tailgating. So 94-0 in tailgating. So the tailgate hero was something that we thought up. Uh, Jim Brewer was on the show a month or so ago, and he was talking about some different types of challenges. Jim was actually supposed to help me host the show, but he's touring with Metallica. Uh, you know, Jim Brewer is a big deal. So Jim Brewer is... That's a, that's a weird mix. Though. ...is touring. Yeah, he's like the opener. Okay. So I, know, like, I know he's a heavy metal guy, but he, he's going comedy to heavy metal he warms up the crowd i've I've seen some stuff he's got his own like channel now where it's like a subscription service not as detailed as mike's on app but you can i think it's like text a certain phone number for jim brewer's access and you can see some behind the scenes stuff with him metallica whatever uh he couldn't be there for the trailer the pilot whatever you want to call this thing but in the future if the stars align jim might help host this thing but for the time being i just took the reins we had really no Shot list, no script, nothing. We knew who the contestants were except for the fourth until we got to the tailgate lot and we filmed the whole television show or not TV show, whatever it is, the whole web show in under two hours. 
So now we got the recipe for like an actual show that we could do all the time with like no overhead. I got to buy like two packages of hot dogs and just show up to a tailgate and have fun. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's something different. It's, did, it's, you, did you show the trailer? We're already? about to show oh, right okay. now. It's my first time, so I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, good. And listen, Lizzie, no <laughs> spoilers. We're not talking about who won it. We're just going to show the trailer. I'm not talking. I'm not saying anything. Well, who knows? You could be like, so and so killed it. I didn't want to know who won on purpose. So and so killed it. it. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to watch it fresh without knowing who won. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the events really quick before I play this. So that that is something we can talk about. There are four events, four contestants. It is a points scale. And the winner, uh, whoever has the most points, wins. The first event was the Stolen Base Challenge. If you've ever seen the kids run down the line, left field line there at City Field, we replicated that. I'm not exactly sure how far those kids run, but I guess it's about 150 feet. So that's what we did. 150 there, 150 back. And the top two times after they each took a run had to go head-to-head. Um, the second event was just a basic flip cup challenge, four person elimination flip cup, first person to win each round, uh, moved on. The last person obviously was kicked out. The third event was the dizzy bat barstool challenge, three dizzy bats, and then throw a barstool in this case, a bar, a chair, a metal chair, because I couldn't find a metal bar stool <laughs> that wasn't going to just explode when you threw it. Whoever could throw it the farthest one. And the final event was the hot dogs and trivia challenge where you answer pretty basic Mets trivia while eating hot dogs for three minutes. The hot dogs were worth X amount of points. The trivia was worth X amount of points. And whoever had the most at the end of the four events wins tailgate hero. They got a trophy at a hundred dollars. They got trophy. What's on the trophy? It just says the tailgate hero It has the wrong date. Cause we were supposed to do August 25th. And then since the U S open came and shit on our plans, we had to move to the Marina lot, but I wasn't sure after we moved it, if the lot was going to be conducive to filming. So it's like Mr. Matt holding like a hot dog and a beer. Or yeah. Something yeah like maybe that. for yeah. next year. So yeah. if this becomes something we do a lot, but I don't want it to be just a Mets thing. I no, think that the, the formula for this, it could be used pretty much anywhere. There's no tailgating in basketball really, but we could bring it to the Coliseum and have uh, college basketball. There is, it depends NBA, not so much, but like, where, yeah, you'd have to find some parking lots. Yeah. College for sure. But as far as the bigs are concerned, we could do like Mets versus Yankees fans next summer. We could do um, jets this fall, jets and giants. Yeah. Um, you could do at the Coliseum, Rangers, Islanders. I mean, there's a lot of potential here. So without further ado, here is the first look at the tailgate hero. Welcome to the tailgate hero. Today, we're at City Field with the Seven Line Army to pick out four seasoned tailgaters to compete in a series of events to see who has what it takes to become the tailgate hero. On your mark, it's set. Next up is the Dizzy Bat Barstool Toss. One, two, three. The name of the game is Hot Dogs and Trivia. One, eat. The first match to hit a home run at City Field. Aim right. What'd you think? I love that ending. I love Nikki G with the bandana and the cigar. <laughs> walking Nikki G showed up ready to play. Highlighter, yellow shorts, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, American flag bandana. He was awesome. <laughs> I like it. 
He, he was a good time. Uh, and speaking of, I think he might actually co-host next week. He's trying to figure out some stuff with uh, work, but cool. he might be out here next week. So the Tailgate Hero, I'm not exactly sure when we're going to drop it, but there's a lot of post-production stuff to do, graphics, leaderboards. Uh, we have a lot of funny ideas. Next year, next whenever we do the next one, I was talking to Jono last night. We need like some big, obnoxious uh, name tags for the for the contestants to wear because they each came up with like an, a nickname like almost like price is right size so yeah like of course huge, yeah. giant giant what did i say did i say price is right no you said giant i don't know giant, whatever price is right yeah, yeah they're huge like big yellow ones yeah um you know jicky nikki g money just goes by that but uh tara was one of the contestants she was mini bar because i think she's like 411 <laughs> amanda soon to be in dart was basic pitch and last but not least, Wesley's dad was Bradley. So Bradley has Wesley's dad on his back. That's his son's name. So um, it was a fun time. The, the, the events went off without a hitch. No really hiccups on that. And I'm sure the way that the first one, if it's, if it's, you know, if it's, if it's a hit, then we could make next year bigger and better and, and more cameras and better angles. And not saying that this wasn't filmed great, but like sure. we kind of just shot from the hip and see what we had. You yeah, know? No, it's apparent there's something there right away. I mean, yeah. when you're tailgating, people like seek out the drinking games and just the cornholes and the beer pongs and yeah, busy bets. Yeah. So there's a, always a niche for that. Right? I there. sent it people to a, a very well-respected friend of ours, and he just wrote back like, this is money, basically. Yeah. So uh, I think we definitely have something on our hands here. Uh, next person to get through, we'll play What's in the Box, 631-388-5195. It's where we give you guys free stuff. And uh, I think today we actually only have one, two, or three. I think we forgot to pick a fourth. I definitely didn't pick a fourth. So one, two, or three. Uh, if you're at it right now and you're watching live, share the show on Facebook. Retweet if you're watching on Twitter or Periscope. You will be put in the running to win some free stuff from our friends at the Cyclone. Cyclones, while we wait for the phones to ring for that, I want to tell you guys about what we have going on for the final game of the year. The final post-game party of 2018 will be at The Pine. If you don't know where The Pine is, it is just a couple blocks away, located inside the Holiday Inn Express. Great venue. I actually stayed there on my wedding night. Um, they have drink specials for the day. Michelob Ultra and PBR Pints will be $3. Coors Light, Bud Light, Bud Miller Light buckets will be 5 for 15 Heineken and Corona buckets will be five for 20. And then they have a whole bunch of just specialty cocktails, uh, all named after Met's stuff, the Degrominator, Wright stuff, Mr. Met, the Frasier, whole bunch of different drink specials there. But the cool thing about it too, shout out to our buddy Chuck or shouty to our buddy Chuck at the pine. He was able to work out a special hotel rate. So if you are cheering with us that day, and you want to stay for the night and turn it up a little bit. The special discounted rate, you just have to say the pine rate for the seven line army. And the phone number for them is 718-631-2100. Make sure if you don't know that phone number and you just Google it, there is more than one Holiday Inn Express. Make sure you're booking the correct one. It's the one that's the closest to the ballpark. It's about a five minute walk. It's 114th Street. So um, we plan on having a great time out there after the final game. And our buddy Elvis is going to be DJing. There'll be drink specials. There is really no end or start time to this thing. Whenever the game is over, we're going to roll ourselves over there and hang out for the night. I'm staying there for the night. So um, Smart move. Yeah, I, I don't have to drive anywhere. I don't have to call an Uber. I don't have to do anything but just kind of enjoy the last day, day of the season. The Jets are playing at 1. The Giants are playing at like 3 or 4. So as far as football is concerned, once we get back to the pine, there's nothing that like is going to really keep us away from hanging out with our friends. Yeah, You're going to come? 
It's the 30th, right? Yeah. We'll you're going on the 29th already, right? I am going the 29th well, with already. Us now. Yeah. yeah, you're going yeah. with us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I get it. it's going to be a little bit of a difficult weekend now, unless you want to dedicate your whole weekend to the Mets. But and it's also Ryder Cup weekend, so it might give me some trouble. We'll see. It's the it's the last real notable golf event of the year. All right, there and you I, go. Then I get a nice couple of month break. We'll see. We'll How see what happens that? here. How about that? So we are going to play what's in the box in just uno momento. I got to change the little. There you go. <coughs> All right. So we got Michael in Dallas to play what's in the box. What's up, Michael? Hey, how's it going? We're doing all right. All right. <laughs> Do you? I got through. So I'm listen, good. you're you're here to play what's in the box. Usually we have four options. Today we don't. Is there a number four there? What, what do we got? We have one, two, or four. One, there is no one, three. Two, four. No, two. So one, two, four. Which one do you want? There should be a five for David Wright. But I, I'm know, going I know there should be. <laughs> what What do you want? Uh, I'll go with number one. All right, there you go. Thank you. So while Tim opens up the package here to show you what you won, living in Dallas, how do you become a Mets fan? Little beanie, actually. I'm actually a third-generation Mets fan. Um, my grandparents and my mom are from Queens, and I actually lived in New York for a while myself. So I didn't really have a choice. I was born into it, and I never gave it up. All right, so I don't know if, if you're going to get a lot of use out of this. I know sometimes it's like hailing or freezing rain in Dallas, but you are going to win, or you did just win, a beanie from our friends at New Era. This thing is awesome. We sold nice these like last year on our website. It's great. So um, did you send us your address? You did. Lizzie says you did. So, Michael, we'll ship this out to you. Maybe if you want to keep it for yourself, give it away during the holidays, uh, whatever you want to do with it. I'm definitely keeping it. I still go to New York, so oh, uh, awesome! I love it. Thank you. Cool, cool. Yeah, and eventually we'll get down to your neck of the woods. Is Arlington close to Dallas? Yeah, I was there for the uh, both the Mets games in uh, what was it two years ago? Yeah, so we'll get if it the next time the Mets play the Rangers and it's a weekend, we'll we'll be down there. So uh, looking forward to cheering you with you one day. Count me in. All right, man. Have a good one. All right, thanks, Darren. No problem. Thanks, guys. Bye. Look at that. Call us, win free stuff, live in Dallas, and get a beanie. Um, what happened at number three? How did we get one? I think two, they four? won last what, week. Yeah, and we I like just I forgot. forgot. Gotcha. Um, it's also August, so. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's August. Uh, how about that? We got to flip the calendar <laughs> so all as those well. Dates you're out you there know why? Because before I, I kept looking over at you, and I'm like, wait, so that was wrong before? And I was like, who are they playing on last weekend? That's why he. That's it is why the Braves, Tim had right? To tell you. Yeah, it's Atlanta than yeah. Miami. <laughs> all right, I'm all, I'm all screwed up. Um, all right, so we aren't going to forget to do it this week. We do have the share contest to win some free Cyclone stuff. If you haven't shared yet, you have like a second to do so. Um, share the show on Facebook. Retweet if you're on Twitter or Periscope. Again, I'm sure you're not just hearing the news now, but David Wright is going to be retiring. He will be activated by the Mets on the 25th. And then his final game will be, uh, well, probably his final game will be on the 29th at City Field. So if you were looking to get tickets with us to sit uh, in the Big Apple Reserve on the 29th, we are going to have 591 tickets. I don't know how we're going to distribute them yet, but our season ticket members will get first crack if they would like to. Uh, Lizzie and I got a lot of things to figure out once this show is turned off because this kind of <laughs> just landed on our lap like an hour ago. So um, I know the Mets are playing out there at City Field right now. Doubleheader, Mats and Vargas. Hopefully they could swipe both, which is kind of rare. You usually don't win both in a doubleheader. But uh, I want to th- say thanks to Tim for coming out 
and uh, Lizzie for fielding the phone calls and all you guys at home for kind of commiserating with us on this day of sad news about the captain, David Wright. So, Lizzie, whenever you're ready, let nope. me know. Uh, Bittersweet day to be out here. Just give me, sure. give me another. All right. Lizzie needs seconds. another uno momento to get ready. I am almost ready to do the share contest as okay, well. Okay, I'm ready. And if you stuck with us since the beginning, thank you. I know we started like 15, 20 minutes late. My bad on that. Um, that's really it. All right, you ready? Yes. Okay, stop. Ed Coppinger. Oh, you want to know something really funny about this guy? Uh, okay. Oh, my computer just died. No That's way, really? Crazy. Didn't you plug yes. it in? No. I, I, I saw you brought the charger phone. in. I plugged in my phone. Oh, well, good thing you didn't screw that up. So Ed Coppinger wins on Facebook. Don't yes. tell me the funny story till later. All right. Pick the retweet. E- step. And at M.A. Sismore, just a tall guy living in L.A. Wow. <laughs> How about that? Tall, living in L.A. Hopefully you get a lot of acting gigs. Um, You win, exclamation point, Michael Sarlace. All right, so anything you want to say? Anything else? No. Yeah, it was just a bittersweet day to be out here. I didn't see this coming. I thought we would get some decent news today. It was not not what I was expecting to get right there. Yeah. I think we both thought it might be his last game regardless, but I think we thought he'd still try to play next year the way it was looking right now. Caught us off guard, but. It is what it is. I'm just happy. I'm happy he's getting to play, though. Yeah, That's absolutely. My absolutely. I mean, it would have been horrible for him to end his career trying to get through the, the minor leagues yes, a couple yeah. years ago or last year. When... The fact that he's going to play at least one more game at City Field is pretty much all we could ask for the way the last two years went. So we're getting that. You got the ticket to sections out there. <sighs> Seven line army be out there. That'll be cool. All right. We'll end it on that. On that note, if you're going to Boston, we'll see you out there. Yeah, have fun. Uh, have fun at the wedding. I mean, weddings nice. are fun. No, it'll be a good time. Hopefully they have crab cakes. I'm sure they will. Phenomenal finger foods. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll be out there in Boston. <laughs> what, you never saw uh, Wedding Crashers? Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much it. That's like your favorite movie. Shout out to the callers. Joe DeMeo, Tim for coming out, Lizzie for fielding the calls, David Wright, everyone, everyone that's watching. And uh, we only have... Two shows left of the season. So you're here next week and then patch out to end it, right? Yeah, next week we'll be here. And uh, the next weekend, or the next week on the 27th, we'll be out at the Clifton. So What's your shirt about, by the way? This? Yeah. Oh, it's a BMX thing. Oh. Why did somebody ask? No, I did. No, I just forgot to wear a match shirt today. Uh, All right. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Colt BMX. All right, guys. See ya. Have a good one. Cheers to David Wright. Absolutely. Cheers to David Wright. Pouring out for the captain. Oh, oh, oh.